Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Yup. What are we talking about today, guys? Today is a follow-up to Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba! <laughs> Book of Boba Fetta. Book of Boba Fetta cheese. Yes. We actually have some feta cheese here in the studio tonight. And it's delicious. Because I couldn't resist the cheesy pun. Yes. <laughs> if you can't have fun with a pun, whether that be to get laughs or groans, what's the point? Exactly. Jinx. Um. <laughs> Specifically today, we are talking about the way that the season ended. Because uh, at the time when we recorded the last one we only had a few episodes in and it was all speculation on how that finale went yes which okay i went for the godfather style ending because okay yeah i like gangster films that's what i (laughs) saw coming i was so so wrong and Oh my gosh, how are you that accurate? Oh my goodness, Someone Caleb. pick up the phone because I called it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone take you to a casino. <laughs> About Star Wars. Um. <laughs> Man, that, okay, so like, just touching on one thing that's not entirely Book of Boba Fett related. I want an entire show of just black chrysanthemum yeeting people in an arena. Doesn't <laughs> even have amazing. to speak. Just give me like six episodes of him yeeting people around an arena and fighting. Satisfied. Oh yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, the Coliseum. <laughs> oh, that'd It'd be, be great. Sick. Just an angry Wookiee rampaging in an arena. Yes. How would that yeah. not be fun? <laughs> I'm still just so happy. We finally got to see the proof of the supposed idol threat of let the Wookiee win. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> mm hmm. Just like, the the idea of him ripping off the arms was just like, okay, all right. Yep. And the best part is, it only did temporary pain to that guy. Yeah. And it's like fits into that hatred Wookiees have for Trendosian. So it's like... Win-win. Yeah. <laughs> and, and especially with Chris Anton, because he's like got that history with Trendosians, both in the arena, being sold, and like among other things, during his time as a bounty hunter. Like, he hates Trendosians. So... When they were sitting there being loud when he was just trying to have a quiet drink, I was like, oh, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could tell in his eyes. He was just like, uh, no. <laughs> Rampage! <laughs> I would like to rage! <laughs> um, so I'm oh, curious what you guys thought about those last few episodes after the last discussion, because... Oh. I surprised myself with how accurate my yeah. prediction was. No, those last few episodes definitely turned around the show for me. Like, mm, yeah. I, I don't know if everybody remembers, but when we recorded the last one, it was like, I'm still kind of on the fence, just kind of waiting for that turnaround moment. And like, it turned around mm-hmm. quick oh, for me. Yeah. Well, the next episode, if I'm remembering the timeline correctly, was when Mando showed up. Yes. And it was like, oh, oh, which... Spoiler alert if you didn't already get that, because we're talking about the finale, but yeah. <laughs> as soon as you just saw that silhouette and you're just like, oh, it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> I feel bad yes. for Boba because the best episodes of Boba were episodes Boba was not present. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was present in the next to last. 
for like and that was seven like, seconds. <laughs> but he was present. <laughs> but there were such good episodes though, because they yeah. tied it in so well <laughs> that like the like Book of Boba or the, uh, sorry Boba Fett, like you kind of like you kind of missed him, but at the same time it's like okay, where are they going with this at the end? Mm-hmm. Because if they're focusing so much on Mando in the Book of Boba episode, like, how can you yeah. go wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like they were really just setting that up for Mandalorian season three. And like the Book of Boba was just a way of like getting that set up without having to do a new season and having the setup there. Right. Especially with Pedro Pascal being busy with the filming for Last of Us TV show right now. He probably doesn't have that same availability. To, so to tell him like, hey, come down for however long shoot what we need for these three episodes that we're going to have you in and then go back and do your thing and we'll get to the next season when you're ready. Yeah. It's a lot easier sell than stop what you're doing and come here. And he's like, I don't have to wear my helmet for this <laughs> one. No. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So and then, Oh God. No. Uh, I definitely get the, uh, the typical complaint. A lot of people have though with those somewhat filler episodes, I believe it was episodes Three, four, no, four and five. I like think basically three was the one with the Vespa gang, and that was the one that most right. people tend to have the issues with. Yeah, which I already voiced my opinion on the stupid Vespas. I agree. <laughs> There's no way you can make a Vespa look cool. Unless you're in Rome, and even then, it's more of like, oh, you're posing as being cool. <laughs> See, if they had admit, just made it speeders, like speeder bikes, totally fine. Yep. But they made it look like chrome Vespa like, speeders. Vespa speeders. Yeah. It's like no. Yeah. They should be on that casino planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I definitely agree. That or like a certain area of Coruscant. They definitely right, didn't fit yeah. in Tatooine, but Yeah, no, even that like <clears throat> the Coruscant uh idea would have been totally fine. But like it's they didn't very really modern. <clears throat> well, I also point out though that um I was just going to say that I see people's complaint of this wasn't so much Book of Boba Fett so much as Mandalorian season 2.5. Oh. Yeah. Not complaining either way, but yeah. Well, and I feel like they were doing this to set things up because it's like when Mando showed up and Fennec asked him to help Boba and she gives him the money and he was like, tell him it's on the house. Like when you think about it, Boba didn't really do very much to help him. Like, sure, he helped fight off the Imperial Guards when they attacked Grogu, and then he, like, flew in as a diversion and flew away. Fennec was really the one that he owed. The work. Yeah. And so, like, maybe that was why, and now it's like, okay, like, I've repaid Fennec, but you have not repaid me because I put my life on the line for you. You're coming with me to Mandalore. Let's do this. Mm. Yeah, that could definitely be a... Uh, a thing for Mandalorian. And that could also set up the tension where it's like Boba's sitting there like, I'm the king of the underworld. Maybe I want to be the king of Mandalore too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Do you think it'll that. go that way though? Like with, I mean, with Mandalorian. Because uh, like, Boba's never issues. been one to, he, he's never been one to just settle and be like, okay, I'm the king of the underworld. I'm on my little desert rock. You do your thing. He's never been the type to just settle. He's always like, he wanted to be the best bounty hunter. He wanted to get the most expensive targets. He wanted his ship to do the most damage. Like, he always wanted to be the guy. Mm-hmm. 
And so I don't see him settling just to be on like Tatooine when it's like, oh, minus the bombs, Mandalore looks a lot better than the desert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't seen anything about Mandalore at all. So like, I, I don't. We know haven't the... seen anything Mandalore live action outside of the Night of a Thousand Tears clip that they showed in the in the first Mando episode of Boba. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because that was when when he was found. Yeah, right? he was with. Yeah, no, that wasn't when he was found. That was the Imperial assault on Mandalore. Oh, okay. because they kept pushing back and rebelling, and instead of saying, "Okay, well, let's fight the Mandalorians," which wasn't going to end well, period, <laughs> they said, "Let's just send in all of the Tie bombers, bomb the crap out of the entire planet, and then have the droids just go through and clean up." Yeah. <clears throat> Though another geek point for uh, uh for book of boba fett i believe this is the first time we have actually heard mandoa spoken in any star wars visual media yeah Ooh, i might have missed that part so whoever um uh the armorer the is, armor yeah. is trying to instruct din on how to wield the dark saber mm-hmm. she's counting out the parry styles in mandoa yeah Ooh. and it's also the only time we've heard the dathomir witches referenced in yes. live action which i do know those because of the game <laughs> <laughs> uh for uh, uh fallen order fallen order yeah oh. yep <laughs> yes I was so excited when I heard that name. I was like, oh, I know those. <laughs> Which, that is a perfect setup for another famous character to make it come back. I know. Please, <laughs> awesome. please, please, please. As long as they don't cut them short again. <laughs> they kind of got cut off at the hip last time, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> so, I mean, it definitely sets that up. But I think timeline-wise, he's dead at this point. And so he's not going to come back. We could see Kira come back from the Han Solo movie because she was working directly with him for the underworld. And so and there was even speculation that you could see Darth Maul's scimitar in that one like halo ring type planet that Mando Mm -hmm. went to Mm -hmm. in the flying in the background. And so there's a lot of speculation that she was the one leading the pikes and whatnot, Um, which would have been neat. But at the same time, no. If they're going to bring in Kira, who's tied to Darth Maul, it needs to be better than just the ball of dust. I'm sorry. It just does. Yeah. <laughs> does everybody like think that uh, Tatooine is kind of done? <laughs> no. That, that no. No. Especially not with right, the uh, trailer that dropped it this week. Hint, hint. Obi-Wan! Which, again, <laughs> goes back to pointing out <clears throat> Darth Maul could still be alive at that point. That in is that show. Well, yeah, in that Obi-Wan, show. Obi-Wan does not take place post-Boba Fett. True. That is very early, because Boba Fett's post-Empire. Yeah, because so it, the it time looks like, like Obi-Wan <laughs> is going to be 8 to 12 years after Order 66. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see Maul in that one. Based on what <sighs> I'm seeing, it seems like it's going to be very heavily focused on Inquisitors. I'm not going to complain with that either. And I am very I, yeah. excited. No, I'm not. For the, I love the Inquisitors. They they were like villains that I always thought were really underrated and didn't get the love that they deserve. Again, there's one in, particular comic I absolutely love: Darth Vader and the Ninth Sister, who you saw from uh, Fallen Order, the yes. big one. Mm-hmm. They go to like this bar on this planet, and there's talking about like people rebelling against the Empire or whatever. 
inside the bar and Vader starts to walk and he's like, are you coming? And she's like, no, you didn't give me an order to. So no, I'm not going in. Then he goes in by himself, gets ambushed and attacked by basically everyone in the bar. She hears everything and she's just sitting there leaning against her speeder like, "Mm." and he walks out. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just force pulls her lightsaber and goes, this is mine now. Takes her speeder and flies off. She goes, what the heck are you going to do with me? He's like, I don't care. Should have come with me. I got stuff to do. Wow. <laughs> it's like Darth Vader does not like the Inquisitors because Emperor Palpatine did not tell Vader that they were a thing until after he had the Grand Inquisitor and several Inquisitors in training there. And he brings them in and goes, all right, Vader, go fight them. Vader's like, what are you talking about? It goes, let's see if you're the apprentice that I actually need. Ooh. That would be an awesome scene. To see. I don't, I, don't I, know I feel like we're not going to see that in Obi-Wan because it, unless they do a flashback, because it, it seems like the, the Inquisitors are already founded at, uh, based on the trailer we saw so far. And it is only six episodes. So there's yeah. only so much content we're going to get with that one. But, do you think yeah. it's going to be longer episodes, though? I think it's going to be about the same as Boba Fett. Okay, so thirty-five to an hour. I, I think it's going to be closer to the like forty-ish yeah, minute mark. Forty yeah. to forty-five. <clears throat> but so, like, circling back to the book yeah, of circling Boba. back to to, to uh, we had to bring it book up of Boba briefly. Fett. Yes, but, of course. Oh yeah, of course. I I do have to say again, you called another. Uh, oh my goodness. You called another scene in there that I was so happy about. I threw my hands up and I was like, yes. <laughs> I think all of us did. Cad Bane showing up was just amazing. Oh, that was great. I, it, I felt like it was caught. I, I felt confident that he was going to be there in some way because I was like, he's got this history with Boba Fett. So the, clearly there's that connection there. He's got a history with Fennec. So there's a history there. He's got a history with Chrysanthemum, so like, you know, basically everyone but Din Djarin has some sort of history with yeah. them. And not only that, but it's a very Western-style show. So mm. not putting Cad Bane in, who is a very, very Western-style character, mm-hmm. would have been a complete miss if they hadn't. Yeah. So like putting him in there at that point was just like, yes, thank you. But also, pick. Call back to the costume design for Cad. Oh, Especially in that so final good. scene. To me, that implies that they're going to try to fill in the gap and explain what the falling out was between Boba and Cad Bane, how Boba got the dent in his helmet, but yeah. also how Cad Bane survived. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It could go either way. Like They could do that, or they could be like, you guys already know the story. Well, they, I mean, they had a bit of a falling apart because it's like, well, Cad Bane did mentor Boba. There is tension there later on and in Fennec, both of right? their career. Oh, he didn't mentor Fennec. Fennec kind of showed up and they actually had a, a like a rivalry slash fight with each other. A Pokemon style rivalry. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like they introduced their rivalry in Bad Batch. Oh, OK. So like that was when Fennec was still in. Up and comer, very new to the bounty hunter game, and like she and Cad Bane actually had a pretty fun little fight. Like it wasn't a lengthy fight, but it was cool to see the two of them go at it. And Cad like kind of showing his age, and Fennec like, Haha, I'm the young up and comer, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I I seem to actually remember that one. Um, 
Yeah, that was towards that. the end of, yeah. of Bad Batch. So, yep. like, if you haven't seen that, but yeah, so there's like, I, I mean, there was plenty of history there with Cad. So it just it just made sense for him to be involved in some way. And it's like, realistically, if the Pikes are trying to take over Tatooine, knowing Fennec and Boba and Chris Anton are there, mm-hmm. who else is there? Yeah, like Bosk is likely busy. Dengar, I don't know if Dengar's still alive at this point, or not. I don't remember. Ig. Isn't exactly a reliable option considering a different IG unit got destroyed by Mando. (laughs) So, like, and recruited, and then say hello to Kyrie and Bucky. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, Taika. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, so much, so much happened in that in those last couple episodes. And then riding the Rancor, riding the Rancor. Oh my gosh. That Rancor was, Rampage? <gasps> Rancor Rampage. Rancor Rampage, like, Rampage yeah. <laughs> and that was when, like, him seeing the Rancor for the first time was when we got the reference to the Night Sisters, which I was super excited about when he referenced the the Witches of Dathomir. I was like, <gasps> Machete said it! There they are! <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm still kind of psyched that Machete is now officially part of Star Wars canon. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's not the same character, he's there. And he's we all know him as Machete in our heart. Like, it just oh, yeah. is what it is. See, I know him as Uncle Machete from uh, Spy Kids. Spy Kids. So. Yep. <laughs> so does that mean Star Wars and Spy Kids are connected now? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's like, I think Multiverse one of guys. my favorite parts oh. of those last three episodes was that... Silver N- Nubian N one fighter. Oh, yes. <laughs> Man, that ship looked good. It was amazing. I like just seeing the first scene of it, where like it was still yellow and like mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh man, I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's Anakin's original one when he was a kid, or if it was just like some random. I just one think just it was a leftover because. The Nubian fighters show up throughout all kinds of things. Apparently there were some in the Battle of Exegol in Episode 9. So they were kind of like the Lamborghini of Mm. the ships. Like, they last long. You may not want to fly them forever, but, like, you take care of them. They're not going to go down. Yeah. And just the the idea that they can, like, do that uh, hyperspeed without mm -hmm. breaking that space-style turbo. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, which that engine sticking out of that is kind of ridiculous for a ship, but it also looked really cool. It looked amazing. <laughs> it's an energy intake in a complete vacuum. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like that ship looked so good. And it's like I've always loved the Nubian fighters, yeah. and so when I saw that at first, I was like, "Is that like a pod race or something? How are they going to make that into a ship?" And then she took the cover off. I was like, "No way! It's a Nubian." <laughs> then also dedicated Grogu seat. Yep. yep. Gotta love it. <laughs> that scene of him just smacking on the window. Go faster. Go faster. It's freaking great. Not right now. Not right now, Grogu. Grogu. This is the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Scenes that will go down in history. Yep. Grogu's awesome. I love Grogu. I love that they're still getting mileage out of that puppet, though. <laughs> I'll for at least last. one more season. Yeah. I, I feel like. As long as it sells. Yeah, true. And just like I could Very even true. see them doing more of like maybe a time skip when it's like older Dinjar and a Mandalore. We've got a Mandalorian Jedi ish Grogu running around in armor and bouncing or fighting like Yoda. Like that'd be great. I'd be so awesome. That, that's a whole nother point here. 
Okay. The whole choice between the the armor and the lightsaber. What do you guys think of that? I don't like that, especially coming from Luke, because from like Luke, if anyone can knows how it feels to be like, okay, do I need to stay here and train or go help my friends? Luke knows that. Yeah. And I get that he's taking lessons from the ghost of Obi-Wan, the ghost of Yoda, and Ahsoka. Which, by the way, fantastic that she was there. Yes. But <laughs> I, get I was that he's geeking like, out at that whole same. scene. And that we lost Cara conf- Dune, but we got Ahsoka. So. That okay. confirmed that Luke did, in fact, know Ahsoka. And that they had conversations yes. about Anakin together. So it's like, but <laughs> that was anyway, awesome. like. I'm fangirling right now, by the way. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you a like, white cloth. Even outside of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And a pumpkin spice latte, please. Yes, dear. <laughs> He's already got his Uggs on over here. So. <laughs> oh, at least you left the, the yoga pants in the other room. <laughs> I can go get them. No, thank you. <laughs> please don't. <clears throat> but just that, that. Totally straight, guys, by the way. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> yeah. What's her name, Steve? <laughs> Ariel, I love you. <laughs> This may be a part we cut out, <laughs> which is fair. No. <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway. But so I, I was really torn on that because like it, it, he's learning a lot of, or Luke is using a lot of the older ways, which he already knows doesn't work in this timeline. Well, the whole- and so him choosing to be like, if you leave, you can't like join the Jedi Order. It's like, so you're going to get someone who is potentially as powerful as Yoda, force sensitive to just go off in the universe, give him no training and say, you have to choose between me or your friends and then potentially let risk him turning to the dark side. Do you think you can handle yeah. that? I was going to say the the whole thing about that is that he was holding on to the old things mm-hmm. so much. Like, even in episode eight, yeah, he was like, no, those books are everything for yeah. the Jedi Order. And and Yoda was like, no, like, yeah. you have to do what's right. It's it's <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with it. I feel like it's just going to end up like that's probably the last time we'll see Luke in any sort of capacity because. For one, they can only do so much with the deep fake. And I get it. Like, at some point, it's just, okay, the entire show is CGI. Why are we doing this live action? But at the same time, Luke, this does a few things with them having Grogu leave. One, it allows them to continue the story with Din Djarin and Grogu, which is, like, the story that made Mando what it is. Mm -hmm. Two... It gives them the out that Kylo Ren did not kill Grogu, and therefore the most hated villain in Star Wars universe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Though I, I mean, I, like realistically, if Grogu was there during Kylo Ren's fall or Ben Solo's fall, a as much as I love Kylo Ren, he's not beating a Yoda esque, a Yoda type character. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it, especially with his uh, what the strength he's shown in the Force already at this point at at a toddler's mindset. Basically, yeah. he's not beating Grogu. Yeah, and not only the and Grogu, that, but... if he if uh... Grogu was still part of the Jedi Order in the school, 
but wasn't there when Kylo took over, where was he during the Kylo Ren situation? Why was he not there? So yeah. I feel like I that's kind of playing on the fact that that race, which mind you, we still don't know what that race is called. We don't know. Har- we hardly know we anything know no- other than this is only their the form third of one of their race that we've ever seen yeah. in film canon. Because in Legends, there's two others. Okay. Yeah, in, in film TV canon, this is only the third. Yeah. Because it's what Yoda, Yodel, Yodel, Yoda, Yodel, Yodel, and Grogu. And Grogu. Yep. Okay. Yodel. So I halfway wonder if season three or season four, if they do a season four, Mandalorian, please, is going to show a homeworld finally. I don't think so. For one reason, I feel like they're keeping it mysterious very intentionally. I would agree, but I like the fact that they're starting to slow leak facts from. Mandalorian and now Book of Boba Fett about that race. Mm-hmm. Kind of pointing out like there's a whole lot more y'all are not even guessing about with them. Yeah. And I feel like if anything, it could be something similar to Kiari Mundi's race, where they were near the point of extinction. And so despite being a Jedi, he was allowed to have many wives and keep trying to help repopulate his race because of how narrow they were. So I feel like it could potentially be something like that. Um, well, we've also seen that Grogu already has the potential for genocide in him. <laughs> we did see those that. poor frogs. <laughs> we definitely saw that. And stormtroopers. <laughs> we don't care about them. Well, yeah, they're not clones at this point. Exactly. Finn was a, a, a stormtrooper. Somewhat care about him. No, we care about Finn. But he's not a stormtrooper by the time we start caring about him. Yeah. But that that just means that there's more potential for stormtroopers to turn. Mm. Just like... um, Well, not during the the Empire time frame. Not during the Empire time frame, because all of the stormtroopers were volunteers during the Empire. Mm -hmm. The First Order were children that were taken and put through that Training. training to make them loyal. Yeah. So it's it's brainwashing of sorts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So they're basically, just put into a camp and shown propaganda for ever while they're training, yeah. and told the first order is the correct path to follow, and like they don't know anything else because they're taken so young. Kind of similar to the Jedi, but <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, it it gives a potential for, um. For some stormtroopers to turn because they see something that they don't like in in the bad side and go, oh, well, you know, this isn't good. So let's join the other side or at least run away. Yeah. Well, we don't see, at least in legends that I can recall, there's not very many that do turn. I mean, we see that Han Solo turned away from the Empire after his flight training. But Mm. there is an episode of Clone Wars, actually, that implies that even some of the clones turned away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there yeah. was there was a handful of clones that turned away. Um, there's that one specific one that we saw both in Clone Wars and in Bad Batch, but I haven't gotten to that point in Bad Batch then. Yeah, well, he's, say, it's the same one from Clone Wars. So okay. if you've seen Clone Wars, you yeah. you know him. But so it's it it makes me wonder like if they're ever going to do a a live action style of that storyline like not that specific storyline but like probably not it feels like they're using some of the really big characters for that and also Filoni loves his animation which with his resume 
I love his animation. So, hey, yeah. I'm here for it. I was going to um, say, you can't go wrong. So, But, yeah, I feel like they're being intentional with it like they are with Book of Boba Fett. They had a very specific story that they wanted to tell. They had a specific character they wanted it to revolve around, or characters with Boba and Fennec, that they wanted it to revolve around. Same thing with Mando and Din Djarin. Or yeah. Mando and Grogu. Yeah. They have that specific those characters that they want that story to revolve around. Yeah. And I am here for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say say that's yeah. I think that's fairly widely accepted at this point for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I I don't think we're we're too uh uh too geek and one noob on, on uh Book of Boba here. We're, <laughs> we're all pretty uh yeah, fans of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I mean, like, I mean, obviously, there's the background. There's going to be that times that there's going to be times that that is the case. Just like when we went and saw Uncharted. Spoiler alert for other episodes. Um, like, <laughs> while I may not have played the games, we all had varying levels of entertainment and enjoyment out of the movie. So it's like that's always going to be the case, especially with something like this that we're all watching or playing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're all going to have our own level of enjoyment out of it. Absolutely. So. Definitely, yeah. Um, I'm very happy with Book of Boba. Yeah. yeah. The I other get... thing that the, the the season finale pulled off that I really hope they expand on, and it seems like from a few hints from other things Felonia said, I hope they actually do expand on, is this whole concept of the Star Wars under under uh, underground. Mm-hmm. Mm. I definitely think or that we are going to see that a lot more because they've already <clears throat> shown that with the solo story we've seen that with different things that happened with maul during clone wars we're seeing parts of that with bad batch boba fett mando like they're really touching on it and i want them to keep diving into it i also want them to bring back 1313 please jesus bring it back <laughs> yes please. but like the, the underworld is something that has always been present in Star Wars, but very rarely explained in depth. And so it makes sense to really touch on that because sure, it's like there may be previous books and stuff about that. But for especially for more modern crowd, a modern audience, touching on that timeline and those stories would be something to get other people's attention. Because it's like while Book of Boba Fett may not have been someone's like interest but the actual crime underworld and seeing what happens there could be something that they're interested in in that universe. So, yeah, just like uh, David was saying a uh, couple weeks ago was the um, or last episode, <laughs> I should say, is um, like the whole Godfather esque mm-hmm. sort of thing where it's like it's definitely a criminal underworld and or, you know, an underworld of some sort that yeah. could definitely be explored, like you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that was the intention to set that up with Book of Boba Fett. And I mean, uh, with potential future seasons of Book of Boba, which I don't know if they've confirmed that or not. But if we do get future episodes, him exploring that underworld more and be like, all right, I ran the pikes off of this planet, but the pikes still exist. Oh, and yeah. they could easily gather resources and get a much bigger army to come after Tatooine. So I might just go out and go find them myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. <clears throat> that scene of Fennec taking out everyone in the mayor's office, I was like, "Oh, geez." Yeah. Do you think they'll they'll that go awesome. towards that in Mando more so, or uh, do you think with the be... Pikes or yeah, like the well, like that whole end scene of, of <clears throat> oh Fennec going off. all uh, Sam Fisher on I don't everybody. Think well, I, I think she's going to be there to help out in Mando because she's already got that connection with him. So it's going to be the same thing as 
as Mandalorian season two and book of Boba Fett, where it's like, Hey, need help. We've helped each other out. I know I can trust you. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I feel like there's definitely that potential for her to be involved, uh, in Mandalorian season three, how she's involved and how much she's involved. I don't know. It yeah. could be just like it was with this, where it's like towards the end, he shows up and was like, Hey, Fennec, need your help. Let's go. And then she's like, all right, cool. Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very, di- uh, very similar, um, dynamics in, mm. in both shows where it's just kind of like, okay, you need help. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you need help. <laughs> and Ming-Na Wen is great. So I'm totally oh, down yeah. for her being <laughs> present because like, she's just absolutely killed that character. Like it has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel uh, like so, oh. the one thing I've noticed a lot of people mentioning is that they're a little concerned because it feels like we've been on Tatooine a lot, both in the movies and the shows and stuff. And now we've got Obi-Wan coming up that's also on Tatooine. And so there's a little bit of Tatooine burnout, which I do understand. But at the same time, well, for yeah, this little... desert planet, of yeah. course, it's going to be burnout. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, while I do understand them being a little tired of Tatooine, it also is pivotal because that's the birthplace of the Skywalker lineage. Yeah. And like that's where everything started. That's where it ends in you a mean way. It's like, like a Skywalker ranch. <laughs> <laughs> you were really reaching for the puns today, my friend. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, me and Dan are just going to have to use our psychic powers and just both go silent right after a pun and just look at you and that's <laughs> Or we need one of those, uh, like, buttons uh, on the side that just has, like, this weird, like, noise. Just, like, or a snoring, <laughs> or a snoring effect. <laughs> so it's like that game show fail sound. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, which I, I do understand, again, them being tired of Tatooine, but despite it just being a desert planet, it is an important planet. There's a lot of oh, things yeah. that come from it, so I feel like, yes, I get it, but also at the same time with the trailers, it doesn't look like Obi-Wan stays on Tatooine the entire time. Yeah, so. no, that's, yeah. I think it's going to be, uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they'll be solely on Tatooine, but yeah. I think he'll spend a decent amount of time there, kind of like looking over looking over Luke and and I'm wondering if he'll check in on on Leia at all because I don't think he I don't um, think he was supposed interesting. to I don't necessarily but it, I feel like we're not even going to see him really interact with Luke much unless the Inquisitors specifically go there because they know of Obi-Wan or know his connection to them and so they're using them as bait because we did see Uncle Owen in yep. the trailer a lot yeah and so I don't know if we'll necessarily see that connection with Leia, we may see a little bit with Luke, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I just feel like based on the way that the story is set up and him, the Inquisitor is looking for the Jedi. Like at that age, Leia's not likely going to be showing much force sensitivity and with the political power that the Organas have. Yeah. Chances are they'd be able to mask it and hide things fairly well. And so I don't think we're going to see much of Leia. Um, I was genuinely surprised that we saw young Luke playing in the trailer. But was very the way we saw him playing, I really hope we see him do a pod race. Oh, that would be great. That would be actually, so cool. Because, I mean, it, it would <laughs> be fun to see him doing up. the pod race 
And also, like, maybe the Tuscans are off on the side of the course of the pod race, threatening, like, wanting to attack him while he's racing, and Obi-Wan, like, shows up to save him. Because he did have many fights with Tuscans during, yeah. in Legends, d- during his time on Tatooine. Well, where he was just fighting them from... with their gaffer sticks and his bare hands just to stay in shape. So, yeah. that and also we know from episode four, he's had a lot of interaction with the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. Be it good or bad. Yeah. Because we already know that he knows the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. We already know that he knows the uh, what a great dragon is. Yeah. Thanks to uh, season two of Mandalorian. Yeah. But you hit on something else there where um, just kind of recall at the end of episode three, the, the arrangement was that Leia would be under the sole ward, uh, sole protection of Senator Organa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he would bring her up as, her, as his own. Yeah. And the whole point so was to have them separated, exactly. have them split up. And so, sure, like he could go and help the Organas if an Inquisitor showed up on Alderaan. But at the same time, if he shows up to fight off the Inquisitors and one of them survives and follows him, it's like, OK, why is he going to Alderaan first off? Second off, what's on Tatooine? Right. Why is this well, where he goes? Yeah, I, I was more saying like a checkup, not not like interacting with her at all. It was more just like. Because he knows that she exists, yeah. I would have a feeling that he would go out there just to be like, okay, is she doing okay? think so. And then go back. Just because she only, Leia only knows about Obi-Wan from what her father told her. Right. Yep. So, like, I don't feel like we'll see that interaction um, for, for a number of reasons. I just feel like it's going to focus mostly on the Outer Rim. I don't think we're going to see him go venture too far in on the system for a number of reasons because the closer he gets to this the coruscant area the more likely vader or palpatine is gonna be like oh i know that presence that's a no-no yeah (laughs) another thing uh you kind of touched on a little bit and i think you had said a while back as well is that didn't um didn't obi-wan save luke's life at one point in the comics, yes. In the comics, and oh, well, did, he actually—it was actually Uncle Owen that he saved from oh. Black Chrysanthemum. Okay. Black Chrysanthemum was sent to hunt down someone that attacked or threatened a high-level crime syndicate person. I don't remember the details; it's been a little while. But Black Chrysanthemum was sent there to track down whoever killed this person, and he thought it was Obi Wan just based on his observations of Obi-Wan. And so he kidnapped Uncle Owen and to draw in Obi-Wan, and they had a fight, and Luke actually saved Obi-Wan. Uh, I've got a gut feeling that that's kind of going to happen in this in this little miniseries. I would love to see it. I feel like it's focused very heavily on the Inquisitors, and so I don't know that we're going to see that yet. And Luke was old enough to be able to pilot a full size ship. He was closer to like a teenager than a kid at that point. Oh, okay. So, but with the the show being such a short run show, it may time jump a bit. I, I don't feel like it's going to just based on the things I've read. I feel like it's going to be very Inquisitor heavy, mm-hmm. and that's which is kind of the point. Like it's it's introducing the Inquisitors to the mainline audience that may not know it because. Outside of animated and video games, we don't know anything about the Inquisitors. So I feel like that's what they're going to use this for, is to really introduce the Inquisitors and bring that out. Because, like, what's to stop them after this? It's like, okay, cool. We can, like, we've got, we've introduced the Inquisitors, so let's do a series on just the Inquisitors now. 
Yep. Mm. Or let's do a movie on just the Inquisitors and their training. And Which would be awesome. And Cal Kestis. I would love to see Cal Kestis come in. Like, <sighs> If they could get that same actor to play him, well, they'd have Cal to. Kestis or Kyle. They would have to have Cal Kestis, the actor for it, because he did the mocap. And yeah, the voice, yeah. so it's yeah, like yeah. if <laughs> they bring in anyone else, this is like that's not Cal. You literally had Cal right there. And it's like that meme of droid. It's like that meme of it's just like I just want a guy like Jim. Hi there. No, I'm literally the guy in the picture. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like Plus we're we gonna bring in a favorite redheaded Jedi. Hey guys, it's, I'm here. No, but that's me. I'm the one you did the picture. <laughs> so I like I I would love to see Cal come in. I don't know if we're going to because it doesn't seem like Cal knows of Obi Wan. So unless it's like post Jedi Fallen Order one that he that he would be showing up. But timeline wise, doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. But also the fact that. That BD unit was in. Yep. Uh, oh, it's Mandal- definitely or, a call sorry, out. It's absolutely a call out to it. I agree. I just I don't know because like. I feel like B- they're at least they're at least leading up to something. Well, and it's also just part of Filoni and Favreau's love of droids. Mm, like yeah. Favreau, his favorite character was R two, and so if he sees another droid, and I think BD units are the units that they have at Galaxy's Edge anyway. They're one of the droids uh, that you can build BBs, a galaxy. Yeah. yeah. The it's BB eight or it's the BB units and the R2 units. Okay, so you may not be able to build it, but I know that they have some there because I remember when I went, there was a guy walking around with a BD unit sitting on his shoulder. Oh. Okay. And so awesome. I don't know if he yeah, like I don't know where he got it. Was it I, a an actor or was it a patron? No, it was a patron. Like and he went into the uh Galaxy's Edge lightsaber build with me. So <laughs> oh, and so he was cool. sitting off to the side with the BD unit on his shoulder. I was like, that's cool, gotta focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So I am kinda curious if they're gonna bring Calcatarn in. Uh, Who's that? I, he's was... technically legends, so it's like oh, I could ah. see I could see Dang them it, using him. He, he so he's a character from a vi- pre, uh, video game that series or vi- video game series was that the Jedi, Jedi Ac- Academy Jedi Academy okay okay those ones I never played, and also so. he was also um was it um Dark Forces I'm one not for sure. the N sixty four I'm not sure I was like the iconic it was the Star Wars game that was based around Quake okay <laughs> like I I don't know very much about Kyle Katarn because I never played those games and so he's one of the characters I'm not super familiar with mm-hmm. um oh, but Kyle I do know Katarn yes. I thought you yes. said Cal no oh my bad I was like yeah. there have two Cals <laughs> <laughs> so like Kyle Katarn is seems like a pretty cool character from what little I do know about him mm-hmm. but it would be interesting if they did try to bring him in because there is speculation that the Inquisitors are looking for someone and it may not necessarily be obi-wan it could be another jedi that sensed obi-wan and is there looking for him and they're following that jedi that's basically leading them to obi-wan well i don't know if that's going to be the case but that again that's pure speculation yeah. but but if we learned anything from a uh, past experience Caleb is force sensitive when it comes to <laughs> no. I, this yeah. one is not one I feel confident on. This is just okay. something I was reading up on earlier today. So you're not so. putting that in a holocron. 
No, I'm okay. not putting that one in a holocron. As we get closer to it and I do a little bit more reading and digging, I may have a little bit more confidence. I, I Right now, Obi-Wan, Inquisitors. That's all I've got. So. Yep. And Luke. Luke. I, I love the fact that Luke is in it. I'm sorry. I loved that they showed child <laughs> Luke in the trailer. That was great. Yep. Still voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. That would be so weird. That would be pretty funny. Actually. He is the voice actor, so he I mean, is. I bet he could pull it off. Maybe, but I think it's going to be more of those, more of that uh, Joe Pesci. Uh, not Joe Pesci. Shoot, who am I thinking of? Uh, How do you do, fellow kids? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would be really funny if we see a blooper of uh, young Here Luke I am being all the wrong actor. <laughs> It'd be really funny if we like see a blooper of young Luke and it's just like Joker here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Uh, that actually, I think we had talked about this before, but uh, that brings to mind a game that I came uh, came up with. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll jump right into this new segment we're we're adding in. Uh, David, take it away. Yeah, so uh, right now the title, it's in flux, but we'd love to get y'all's opinion on it, is uh, Wrong Voice Actor, or Wrong Voice Over. We're still, we're still messing around with it. <laughs> the, entire, the entire idea behind this, it's sort of like, uh, if, if any of y'all ever watched uh, um, Whose Line, it's sort of like scene, scenes from a hat, except now we have two hats. In one hat you pull a character or a famous actor, or just someone with a very distinguished voice. And then from the other, you pull a movie line or a famous quote. So chances are, <laughs> chances are these, uh, these lines are going to be a complete mi- mishmash. Yeah. So yeah, ideally, they, they don't have be... anything to do with, with the, the topic we're talking about, but they're just, just something fun. There is a lot of Star Wars stuff in there because I wrote them myself. So, <laughs> and a quick heads up: none of us are voice actors, so the characters that we're trying to imitate will likely not sound like the actual characters. So, just be forgiving. We are not voice actors in any way. <laughs> <laughs> I try my hardest, and uh, you know, sometimes it goes comes across well, and sometimes it doesn't. So, <laughs> um, so I guess I'm I'm going first. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, so we both noped we, out of the first slot. So <laughs> yeah, we nose ghosted. it. Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pull a piece of paper from the voice cup to find out who I am going to sound like. And oh goodness, <laughs> the first one is Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm a noob for. So. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. kind of fitting, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and from the lines. Oh, God. Okay. So you'll recognize this as a line from Forrest Gump. <laughs> so I won't recognize it. <laughs> what an interesting combination. Okay. Now I got to try and. I, I may have if to uh, hear any background laughs. We do have a friend, special guest present to watch this because he had to see it. Because, of course, because he was in the room will, when we came up with this cockamamie idea that and you will get to hear him in future episodes. So, yes. well, you're getting a teaser of him now. I was going to say, we, we 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 may ask him to do one 
Possibly. He's if the he's closest thing he's in a, our friend group to a voice actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, here we go. I, I got to get into character here. So, Kakarot. Okay. <laughs> Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is already turning out to be very promising. Yes. Kakarot. <laughs> All right, so here we go, David. All right, so voice first. Take a voice. Gosh. <laughs> oh, yes. And the movie line. I'll give you all a hint. This is my paltry attempt at uh, someone who very is famous for saying, suck at Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope there's a lot of S's in this one. Uh, two. It's from Aladdin. <laughs> oh gosh, hang on. Phenomenal cosmic power. Any better living space. Ah, God, that was awful. <laughs> oh God, that was awful. If I don't you'd like I to try do... again, you can try again. I don't think I can do better. That's the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. That's no, that's that's <laughs> Rukjakai. <laughs> Again, we're not voice actors, but we try. <laughs> well, this All one's right, gonna Caleb. be interesting. Kermit the Frog, <laughs> oh, no. and a line from Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have never even attempted the Kermit the Frog voice, so this hmm. is gonna be interesting. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm on the boot squad. Yay! <laughs> oh my goodness. This is great. I love it. This turned out not to be so bad in my idea. <laughs> All right, my turn. Um, oh, here we go. This is one I was hoping for. Uh, it's going to be Jack Sparrow. Oh, uh, okay. Doing a line from uh, <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> uh, say, it would have been funny if it were, it were a movie with Amber Heard in it. Ooh. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Way too soon. Too real. Hey, Johnny won that one, so we're good. <laughs> too real. Pull up. Pull Bar. up. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Savvy. <laughs> oh, that was good. Well played. Very well done. <clears throat> Should have said hasta la vista, love. There you go. <laughs> so Goku. There we go. There we go. We go on... Traditional or abridged Goku? Oh, abridged. I was going to say, I had a feeling it was going to be abridged. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the line is from Toy Story, so this is going to be all too fitting. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. I hope they have snacks there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh-oh. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. I got Krillin. Yes. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And it's a line from The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Is it from Zazu? <laughs> <laughs> Our guest is on the floor right now. <laughs> Literally on the floor laughing. We did it. We have arrived. Yes. <laughs> the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. There's no sensu beans here. <laughs> Was that Krillin or Mickey Mouse? I back and forth between the two. <laughs> Mickey Mouse like on, on sulfur hexafluoride, man. Come on. It's like we know tried you can do to Krillin channel. Try to. Ch- I can do small snippets of Krillin. I cannot do. Sensu beans. It's it's very uh, it's very very similar. All right, uh, my turn again. <clears throat> Uh, so I've got Smeagol. Oh, yes. Yes. I was hoping for this one, too. Uh, so Smeagol slash Gollum. <laughs> and it's a line. Oh, it, it's a Clint Eastwood line. I don't know what, what movie it's from. But. You've got to ask yourself one question, precious. Do I feel lucky? Well, do ya? <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Dirty Harry, by the way. Okay, that was right. awesome. <laughs> it worked a little too well, but I guess. I, say, <laughs> I say we let special guest be the closer yep. for this one. Yeah, let's, right. let's let so him special be Special guest, you get, you get one shot. I'm not turning that into an Eminem reference. <laughs> Here's the voice. And you can use Caleb's mic there. And the line. And this is Blake. So I actually got one that I don't do very well um, because my wife hates this voice. Oh no. It's um it's goofy. <laughs> <laughs> This is a voice that she has told me in the past that if I continue speaking like this, she will stab me in my sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you want a different voice? No. <laughs> uh, we'll just mute it when she's when she's listening. She'll have a warning. Yeah, she'll have a warning. Hey, this <laughs> is that warning. And uh, this is actually a line from Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Peter, <laughs> with great power, there comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That is why we close on Blake, because none of us is going to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Thank you, Blake. Thank you for being a willing participant. <laughs> sort of. Um. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that wraps up uh, today's episode. And remember, everyone, this is the way.